Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. With journalists being sued by elected politicians, there's an increasing pressure on the government to protect free speech from improper use of the already very expensive legal system. These are often referred to as slaps or strategic lawsuits against public participation. And these often vexatious lawsuits can bankrupt newspapers or human rights groups just to defend an article or an opinion. The EU is preparing a a directive on the ban and which Ireland would have to implement. But will it come too late for some companies? Mark Tottenham presents the legal podcast The Fifth Court and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Joe. Remind us what slaps are. Well, as you said, they're strategic uh, lawsuits against public participation. But essentially, the the, the, the allegation is there are large numbers of people or particularly wealthy individuals who are trying to protect their reputations who bring what are described as manifestly unfounded or abusive court proceedings effectively in order to stop uh, journalists investigating their affairs. And not not just journalists, obviously human rights groups and people who have strong views in in the public sphere. But certainly anybody who's likely to publish anything that relates to their reputation. And and a word that's often used uh, as attached to these slaps is the word vexatious, i.e. they're bought... They're brought by individuals who can afford it, but the damage can be quite big for the recipients. Yeah, I mean, you could almost say that the the, the appropriate term is malicious Mm. because a malicious lawsuit is where you're bringing it on one ground, but the purpose of it is a different ground. You've got got effectively an ulterior purpose. And in this, you know, the purpose of a defamation suit is to protect your reputation, that if somebody has has damaged your good name, that you get compensated for that. But if the actual purpose of it is not to protect your good name from something that's already been said, but to deter a journalist from investigating you further, that would be the malicious. So they would think again before they would write about it, lest it cost them potentially. And how much would it cost to go all the way to the High Court and potentially spend a week in the High Court to defend a, a, a malicious uh, lawsuit? It, it's very difficult to say, but I <clears throat> I heard um, Rune McCormick interviewed yesterday and he said... He's that, the editor of the Irish, Irish Times. Irish Times, and he said that a, a five to seven day trial might cost something in the region of three to four hundred thousand euro. Which even even well-known brands such as the Irish Times might struggle to afford. Yeah, on a I mean, I imagine they have some form of defamation insurance, but it's unlikely that the insurers are going to cover, uh, you know, if the, if the risk is high, it's going to be very difficult to get that insurance. What does the law <clears throat> allow now and what might change in future? Well, it's it's not so much what the law allows. I mean, the, 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 there are there are competing constitutional rights. I mean, the, the, effectively, on the one hand, you've got first of all your right to a good name, which is protected in the constitution. You've got a right of access to the courts; those are constitutionally protected rights. On the other hand, you've got your right to freedom of expression. Um, so in the past, I mean, there was a particular problem in the 80s and 90s in the UK where the the tabloid press was starting to write all sorts of things about well-known people. News of the um, world and that like. The, yeah, exactly, those sort of companies. And I mean, I remember talking to a, a, a defamation barrister back around that, those times and he said, well, the problem is that the, the, the defamation awards aren't high enough. And this was at a time where there were regular million ah, so euros. there was no deterrence. Million, there was no deterrence. That, that companies like the, the Murdoch Press were so rich, rich at the time that they could afford to deal with that kind of risk. Now, 
in Ireland, where we've got a much smaller media market, mm. um, you know, there have been awards of the in the hundreds of thousands of euros, which obviously... Which is proportionately more than the UK, would you think about Oh, it? absolutely, yeah. for a much smaller population. But, you know, I mean, I mean uh, Princess de Rossa, for example, was awarded £300,000, uh, I think it was in those days, mm. in relation to an article written about him and the background of democratic left. Mm. Um, uh, there was an award, a jury award of nearly two million in relation to Monica Leach, which was then reduced by the Supreme Court, but it was still left at over a million. Um, and as and that a, doesn't account for all the legal costs. Oh no, that, that's just the award. The legal costs can be can, hundreds of thousands. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you know, uh, on the one hand, you don't want to give the press a free reign and say you can say whatever you like, um, but you do need to allow them to to carry on investigating in the public interest. So, so, you, so the, it pendu- is- the pendulum may have swung back the other way from the kind of... Uh from the 1980s to a situation whereby people can bring these actions and get huge awards and that acts as a deterrent. Well, well certainly that's the perception or that, that, that's the, 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 what has been said very widely. I, I mean, you know, it, it's, always, it's always difficult to tell. You know, the media obviously have an interest in saying that there is a, is a mm. particular problem. I mean, it's worth noting there's a well-known case of Carol, Carol Cadwallader. In the UK. Who, she was sued by Aaron Banks in relation to an article. That this said is the that pro-Brexit he, advocate. Yes, he was pro-Brexit. And she said in a TED talk, you know, those TED talks, yes. that, that he had lied about his connection with the Russian government. Mm-hmm. Um, it was accepted in the lawsuit that, he, that this was untrue um, and that it was defamatory. Um, but she, that she successfully defended it on the basis that she had a reasonable belief in its truth. Mm. However, he subsequently succeeded in getting relatively low... Um, damages of something in the region of thirty to forty thousand pounds, I think it was, mm. um, because the TED talk continued to be available for people to look at. Mm. But an award of uh, of damage, uh, sorry, a costs award was made against her of over a million pounds, which she cannot afford. I would imagine. Um, what's going to change with this EU directive, which is uh, which is currently at the trilogue stage, which means the Parliament, yeah. the Council, and the Commission are haggling over it? Yeah, I mean the 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 purpose of it seems very positive and laudable in that they're saying that that um, that, that it should be uh, that member states of the EU should have uh, uh, procedures whereby manifestly unfounded lawsuits can be dismissed very early on. Mm. Now, actually, we already have that in Irish law. Um, the Defamation Act says that Section 34.2, the Court in the Defamation Act may dismiss the action if it is satisfied that the statement in respect of which the action was brought is not reasonably capable of being found to have a defamatory meaning. Mm. So what that means is that if it's not a defamatory statement, it can be dismissed. Now, it's very unlikely anybody's going to bring an action in respect of something that clear isn't clearly isn't defamatory, mm. you know that it's very easy to find something defamatory in a statement. But and, you know it's quite common for people to say something not positive about somebody. So it's un, sorry, it's unlikely to to proceed very far. Okay, uh, and and very very briefly, uh, there is a perception that uh, the law, the courts, are only available for the very poor and the very rich. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly some justification for that. I mean, if you're very, very poor and you bring proceedings, then it's unlikely that a successful award of costs is going to be um, is going to be prosecuted against you. That you, you'll get, you can't get, costs, get. You you, the money. There's no money to be got. Um, but uh, you know, somebody who's got a salary or a home or whatever, if they bring a claim and they lose it, then obviously that all of that's at risk. Yes, absolutely. Mark, thank you so much, Mark Tottenham, there from the legal podcast, The Fifth Court.